You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. I'm Mark Seaman, he's Matt Kleinschmidt, we are thelaughbutton.com. Go to thelaughbutton.com for all the latest in news, stories, reviews, editorial work that we do in the office that uh, we use a keyboard to achieve and, uh, and all kinds of other stuff. We're almost too cool for the room now, Mark. Why do you say that, Because we now have celebrity friends. We do have celebrity friends. Can we name drop? <laughs> sure. Oprah. Been dying to name drop. <laughs> All right. You go You go, Oprah. I go Shaq. Uh, my best friend, Kobe. Kobe Bryant? Maybe. Uh, oh, just Kobe beef? Well, Kobe <laughs> like the beef. No, Kobe Bryant. Dude, I'm psyched. We're almost too big for this podcast That's now. true. Well, that's I don't not, know if you've that's noticed. That's not true. That's not real at all, actually. Well, if you notice my mic, I just got it freshly bedazzled in gold. Yeah, it is. So. It, it looks good over there. Gold looks good, plating. right? <laughs> so sorry if any of that gets in your eye. Uh, we had well, a good we had a good day, man. I think we had a good day. Really, really psyched for uh, for everything that, that's happening. We, we cracked the top 500 podcasts on the internet. We did more than that, buddy. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're at top top. We tr- four hundred. At the last we checked, we were trending number twelve. Number twelve in 12. the in the comedy category. No, just all of them. All the podcasts. Wait, just all of them. All of all them. together. All, all of your podcasts are belong to us. Oh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, yes. Dude. True story. Uh, and we want to thank all of the uh, listeners, all the subscribers. Yeah, Keep spreading the word. Tell your friends about it. Uh, hopefully, you're enjoying the guests we're bringing you. We have another fine one for you today. His name is Josh Gondelman, and he is the head of um, sort of the web situation going on at uh, Last Week Tonight. Now he's one of the writers as well. Yeah. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. If you've ever stumbled upon or you follow Modern Seinfeld on Twitter, you can thank Josh Gondelman. He's responsible uh, responsible for that as well. He's got a brand new book coming out. He's about to headline Caroline's here in New York City. He is blowing up, and I can't think of a nicer guy to have that happen to. Yeah, good old, good old, I want to call him the Gondel. The Gondel? The Gondola. The Gondola of comedy. The Gondola. Well, no, just when he comes here. Gondelman! <laughs> uh, I'll explain. Oh, uh, yes, I will explain that yeah, later yeah. on in the podcast. Yeah, good old Josh Gondelman's on the show. But yeah, super psyched about what's going on. Laugh button. Uh, I feel like it gets bigger and bigger uh, with every passing day and every passing moment. Yeah, so, so we're doing well for ourselves, which is great. So that's yes. putting food into the mouth, which uh, thank you for supporting the support that supports comedy. There's so. another reason I feel awesome about life. Okay. It's because last podcast, yes. I asked our fans, to find the commercial that Mark Don't started. Don't do it. Don't talk about it. And shout out to it's, Brian. It's not worth it. No, 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 no. It's definitely worth it. Shout out to Brian Murray. Okay. Who found it. No relation. It, no relation to Bill. Right. Not that I know or of. Brian Doyle. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, Brian... No, I'm no, gonna no, stop. No, no it's not Brian Doyle Murray. No. I'll, I'll, I'll anyway, stop. Anyway, shout out to Brian Murray, our listener, who found this. He put in Mark's. Wait, name. what did he find? He found the commercial that. What you commercial? Were in. Mark was in a commercial. Uh, what kind of commercial? Uh, about getting <laughs> internet and having faster computers. Oh, jeez. And I'm debating what, whether we should share. Actually, did I? Sh- I think I might have retweeted the video. Yeah, I'm already. sure you did. But uh, but yeah, he found it. So I'm gonna. I just like took a. I took a box. And I stuffed it full of all the comedy shit I could find. Yes. And I shipped it to Brian Murray. Brian. For wh- making my weekend. Because I think it was like Saturday when this came through. All right, be honest. How many times did you watch it? Uh, I lost count after like four or five. Really? You watched it that no, much? No, not that much. But like, <laughs> oh, no. I actually, I actually, you know, you're not, you're not the main character in the commercial but well, you have some good wait lines. did you see did you see the long version or the short version the short I, version I it's the, the kind of just me 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh by the way, just so long. you know how yeah. crazy this commercial got. Yeah. Not only did this commercial air on every single did it channel. Pay for this apartment we're currently in? <laughs> <laughs> it paid for uh, none of this apartment, oh, okay. actually. Uh, uh, it was a buyout, which uh, was awful. Uh, but, um, hey, look, I'm non-union. I didn't know what I was doing. First yeah, audition yeah. I ever went on, and I got it. I felt yeah. I was feeling pretty good, feeling yeah. high on life. Uh, this thing was played on every single channel on the face of the earth. <laughs> Just to let you know how far this thing reached. Um, my now wife's mom was, uh, she had a work, a work trip to Amsterdam <laughs> and she was on a boat cruise of all things with a TV. Uh, this commercial came on TV dubbed in French in Amsterdam, <laughs> just in, just to let you know how far this thing. So you're saying you yeah. got hosed. I got hosed <laughs> big time. Hosed big well, time. Well, thank you, Brian Murray for finding this commercial on YouTube. Yeah. And I watched it. I watched it. It was Saturday morning. I might've been a thing. It happened. I might've been on the toilet when I got this tweet. Oh God. Okay. And we'll I might stop have been there. Like, I gotta watch this now. Oh, I can't I unimagine that. Now. Ah. I'm just joking. All right. So Matt, uh, yes. Congrats to Brian. That's very cool that, that he put my name <laughs> into Google and he found it. <laughs> so, don't so, trivialize what this guy did. Yeah. I made a call to our fans to do it, and Brian came through in a big way. All right. Yes. I'm Mark Seaman. He's Matt Kleinschmidt. Like we said, we are the laughbutton.com, your place for all comedy news, interviews, reviews. We are your source of what's going on in the <laughs> comedy universe. And I Matt, think you reset this conversation so you could like edit, edit it out. It's a clean edit, edit right it's there. It's a clean edit. Wow. Right there. Read me like a picture yeah, book. Dude. All right. We have something else to celebrate. This is the third thing we're celebrating today. No, it's going to be the fourth because okay. we already mentioned that Josh Gondelman's going to be on. Uh, you and I got to go to a test show yeah, yeah, yeah. of the awesome. brand new edition uh, or version of the late show. Show yeah, with Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. And uh, it was incredibly awesome. I yeah. can't wait for everybody to see this show, which kicks off in less than a week now. Yeah, the, the with 8th uh, of September, I believe. Is yeah, the George first Clooney is the first. Clooney and uh, one of the Bushes, Jeb. Jeb Bush, right? Jeb is going to be on it. And musical guest. I can't remember. I can't remember either. Can't remember. We don't, don't have know. a computer near us either because no. that commercial couldn't afford me a computer hosed, in my apartment. Dude. You got hosed. <laughs> so we went. And uh, first things first, uh, everybody remembers the famous facade that's uh, on, on the outside of, of the old uh, Ed Sullivan C Theater for Letterman. Yep. And, uh, you know, legendary, famous, so many bands performed on yeah, top yeah, of that yeah. thing. Uh, the signage is, you know, I don't know where it is now in the trash, I guess, right? They guess, chucked it all. So they redid it and it's officially up now. So if you're walking down the street in New York City where Ed Sullivan's theater is, you'll see all the Colbert stuff. You it's, can't miss him now. He's everywhere. It now. is everywhere and uh it's bright it's shiny it's new his face is yeah. inside the building outside the building on the, on the building buses, on it's everywhere yeah. so we we were fortunate enough to go to a test uh, test showing of this where, where they basically work out the kinks yep you know if if you don't you know anything about tv transitions and, work and loading in right. bands and guests and commercial breaks they test all that stuff how jokes work that type of stuff right yeah. and uh and it, the thing that amazed me is they they definitely had Authentic guests on this oh, show. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. test show, but they had real guests. No one's ever going to see this. Yeah, yeah we we're going to tell you what we mm. saw. We may be lying. We may not be lying, but <laughs> we we're, we're like we're like the historians know. of this particular show. Anyway, a guest line. Katie Couric was yeah. there. Uh, Ira Glass from from NPR and your boy Joseph Arthur. Yes. musical guest. 
pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty psyched with that. I haven't seen Joseph Arthur in years, mm-hmm. and I, I used to see him a lot. And him, he as a test guest, I was like, as a test uh, musician, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Joseph Arthur is going to be there too. So I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. That's a win-win. It was very win-win. I mean, it was cool just to see the Ed Sullivan Theater. You know, yes, to see because like you know you hear it's a historically freezing theater and all that kind of stuff, and it was good to see that. It's good to see this the set. I, it was good to see how the structure of the show is going to be, and the mm-hmm. sh- and the show structure is. Uh, you want to give it away? I don't know. I don't know if we should. I, I don't, don't think we're like allowed. We to, I don't actually. Think well, we didn't sign NDAs. They just said, hey, please don't do this. Yeah, they said just to yeah, be yeah. nice but about I'm, it. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for, like, actually you get to see who Stephen Colbert as the person is. So it's it's going to be awesome. It, and it his really band is. is incredible. Yeah, John Baptiste's band. I mean, that's, so that's, not, good. that's not not public. He's awesome. Oh, you know, wow, what and, a band. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's I mean, Baptiste is, is really good at playing, like, this very, like, New Orleans... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say Creole because it's not Creole, but like you know, like if a second line starts somewhere, it, it, John Baptiste is usually he's like, jumping in he, and he can crush. It. Well, he might have been starting it for that reason. So yep. like, yeah, you know, it's. I think there could be some very cool things, and that band could give the Roots a run for its money as like favorite band in late night, just because like they have that vibe. Right. You know? I will say apples and oranges because they're two completely. They're both those bands. Yeah, are yeah phenomenal. they're both like incredible bands. Phenomenal. Yeah, I yeah. think, but but I think Baptiste will probably win in the vocal part. Because sure. the Roots don't really have a... They have Black Thought, or... Yep. Well, actually, he goes by his real name on the show, but Black Thought is a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't sing... He doesn't have the vocal prowess. So, Baptiste probably got him... They probably got him beat on that part. But I think as far as, like... And the Roots are that type of band where they can back up any, anybody. They can play rock. They can play hip-hop. They can play whatever. My favorite late-night performance by the Roots, the Roots and Incubus covering Prince's Let's Go Crazy. Uh-huh. Look it up. That shit's baller. They did it when Fallon wasn't on The Tonight Show. But, like, it's a great cover. It's awesome. But, um... I think like there there'll be room for like cool collaborations like that before too, which I think is great. You know? I I almost don't even want to give away uh, information about the set, what it looks like. But look, here's the thing: it looks amazing. Well, you can because the Guardian had a story that wrote all. Oh, okay, what the set was all. So about. a lot of the Colbert set, yeah, from the Colbert Report. Has moved over. It has elements. Or, or the it vibe has, is the there. Vibe. The vibe. I would say the vibe. You know. Imagine if you took the um, American flag is still the color palette. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Captain America's shield is yeah, still yeah, lurking like, about. Yeah, the, there's still like the bookcase area yeah, that yeah. kind of takes up this, this little area, the side of the, the spiral stage. staircase. Yeah, yeah. And you might not see like the American the the bald eagle swooping in the beginning of the show, <laughs> but like the flag is still there. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. And it's got a very like red, white, and blue color scheme, and it's still very much what you know and then there's the uh i don't, I don't want to give away the roof because the roof is kind of great they, yeah the, don't the roof yeah don't even the guardian article but yeah. they talk about the color scheme and it, it's cool it's really it's cool. really, really and cool the, and the show format's going to be awesome and stephen colbert you Dude's know on fire on well fire. there's the character stephen colbert and there's the real life stephen colbert and i and obviously the real stephen colbert is probably not as a, a buffoon as the character was mm. but you know he probably still is just as quick just as likable just as good at delivering a joke just as good at improv you know because that's him he just doesn't have that buffoon element to him as well anymore um so you know i, I think he's going to be awesome i think that transition is going to happen super seamlessly mm. i remember a lot of thought pieces being written of like can what is the real Stephen Colbert or people like him I think it's going to be close enough that people aren't going to like be weirded out or think it's not going to be that dramatic a turn yeah it's going to be awesome and uh, last thing I want to say about it because we got to get to some news before we get uh, to Josh Gondelman our our interview on this edition of the Laugh Button Podcast Um, 
uh, Paul Mercurio warmed up the audience yeah. and did a great job. And I yeah. just want to give him a huge shout out. I reached out to him after the show because I didn't realize he I was going to be too, there. Dude. And I hit him up and he was like, oh my gosh, thanks, man. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm totally doing this. And you could tell he was in crazy mode because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's about to start and everything. And and uh, so we'll, we'll have Paul Mercurio on the podcast and Paul. get some insight, you know, on the show and, and what's going on with the yeah. show once it well, kicks he, off. So he warmed up. The Colbert Report too. He I think did. He did the Daily Show. For well, he did both. Well. He would yeah. flip flop with uh, Pete Dominic, yes. another great comic yes. who uh, uh, obviously a host over at SiriusXM on uh, on on their channel or his channel, I guess that he created called Insight. So yes. if you if you're a Pete Dominic fan and you liked him from the stand up universe, but you don't know where he went, he went to the radio. There you go. All right, so uh, let's get to some news real quick, All Matt. Right. And before we get to God, oh man. <laughs> Love Josh Gondelman. He's just like one of my favorite people in comedy. I know. So nice. Okay, so big news that happened this week. Yeah. What jumps out in your head first and foremost? Well, uh, they announced new, uh, Roy Wood Jr. becoming a correspondent on The Daily Show. Like, yeah. I, I mean, going back to The Daily Show and, and the Colbert Report and all that that whole world, though, I think it's awesome that like they, they announced three new guys. Mm-hmm. and Roy Two Wood, new guys and a lady. I'm sorry, two new guys and a lady. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. is the guy. Yeah. Is, is one of the guys like I'm just I'm surprised mainly because um, I didn't expect it to come from Roy. Does that make sense? Uh, yes and no. It's weird because you know obviously it's a new start, it's a clean slate, yeah. And they got to grab people, yeah, yeah. And you know most people would think, oh, we got to get huge famous names. Yeah. We got to get, but um, you got to understand that the correspondents before they became huge giant names were just correspondents. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know who they were. So. Yeah, yeah. They, they got Desi Lytic. Okay. They got uh, Ronnie Chiang. Right. It's Chiang because there's an IE. So mm-hmm. it's Chiang. And they got Roy Wood Jr. I think Roy Wood Jr. is going to kind of... And this might be stereotyping and pigeonholing, but he might become like you know the senior black analyst that Larry Wilmore was. Right. But like Roy's an older guy. Roy probably has the most credits to his name of the other people. Like uh, Ronnie's big in like uh, I think he came up in like Australia. Uh, and Desi, you know, her as the principal in that MTV show Awkward. Awkward. She's, she's got cool improv backgrounds. But like Roy, you know, Sullivan and Sons and Last Comic Standing, and you know the Steve Byrne crew. He's been doing stand up forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting dynamic of that crew. I'm pretty excited to see how that kind of breaks out. And Roy, we did a we did a we did an interview with Roy about a year ago on the laughbutton.com and it was like one of the most in-depth things that I think feel like we've done in a long time so pretty psyched about that yeah we'll get Roy on too a little bit later on uh, as the podcast progresses we can kind of keep with the daily show theme up in here you want to do it yeah on all daily show news Josh Gad yeah is it the news what yeah. did he do, Mark? Well, Josh Gad's in the news because he's going to play uh, Roger Ebert yeah. in uh, in a new movie alongside Will Ferrell. Yeah. So Josh Gad, Will Ferrell, if you've been waiting for that combo, you're getting it. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's going to come out, I want to say it's going to come out 2016. That's yeah. that's not going to happen this well, year. Well, we've got something happening this year from another Daily Show alum, Samantha B. Yes, new TBS show. Yeah, dude. She just... Uh, She's putting her balls out on the table. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You gotta watch the, the teaser for it up on the laughbutton.com. That is a great way to put it. Yeah, she she yeah, puts her yeah. balls out on the line for for her new show, which I'm very excited. I mean, all these huge things happen. All the Daily Show people, uh, correspondents that have left. I mean, Stephen Colbert himself, who we were just talking about, was yeah. a correspondent, and he's also the so. going to be uh, the voice navigation on Waze app. If you're a driver, oh, yeah. I use the Waze app all the time. He's going to be the voice navigation cool. on that too. What I think is also another great, you know, why we're on the topic of like uh, just. Fucking funny Seinfeld related things was uh, Kanye West. Oh yeah, this is uh, yeah. We posted a video of. Uh, 
uh, forgive me because I don't know his name, but somebody cut up uh, Kanye's VMA MTV VMA speech mm-hmm. into a stand-up act, and yeah. it works. Oh, it totally That's works. That's the crazy thing. It, it totally, works. Totally works. And and so someone did that, and just with like a laugh track, you know, like an audience track, and then and, and I posted that, and then you were like, "Dude, did you see the one with the the Seinfeld music?" And Basically, I was like, "I haven't seen that yeah, one." Yeah, someone yet, cut so. up, set up the Seinfeld music too. Oh, it's which, just which is, and the Seinfeld music just makes everything automatically fun. Understand award shows. <laughs> <laughs> this arena tomorrow is going to be a the VMA performance is kind of a Seinfeld it's great how could you explain that <laughs> it, it crosses my mind a little bit like when I go to a baseball game yeah Kanye after that night the stage is gone the music makes it oh it's so great so speaking of yeah, Seinfeld yeah. Uh, our guest Josh Goneman modern Seinfeld Modern Seinfeld. Bringing it all full circle. Not to be confused with new material Seinfeld, which is a Joe DeRosa, Pete Holmes thing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's that's, that's the news. What's going on? Yeah. Let's go to the Gondelman. You got it. Let's go through the gondola. That's Gondelman. The Gondelman. All right, Matt, he's here. We said he would be here, and now he is here. He's actually here, and uh, his name is Josh Gondelman. It's good to see you, Josh. How you doing, man? Good to be here. Good to see you, too. I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, have you ever not smiled before in your life? What's, yeah. What's a Josh Gondelman frown look like? Oh, gosh. I, it's uh, it looks like a smile, but uh, tighter, like a tighter <laughs> smile. So it's like mild frustration. Like it's like if a smile were a fist. <laughs> That's like what. It's- All right. I want you and Josh to have a smile off because you guys are always like perennially happy. I yes. I maybe if- throw like Pete Lee in there too. Okay. And Pete. And Pete. Pete Lee is a is a an inveterate <laughs> smiler as yeah, well. He yeah. is. In fact, one of my one of my bosses, today, one of the the owners of of the laughbutton.com, I guess we should put that in quotes. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, she um, was like, "Dude, your smile's huge today. What's going on?" Like I was walking down the hallway and I was like, hey, I was excited. <laughs> I had stickers coming in the mail. So what kind of stickers? Uh, stickers for for a new band I'm in. Oh, and, cool. Uh, so it's it's a uh, merch. Yeah, when merch arrives, it's always a you know exciting time. That's so. fun. I hear just like a bunch of gold stars. I'm just gonna give myself a gold <laughs> yeah, star for a bunch exactly. of good stuff I yeah, do. I have, a, I have a chart at my own desk. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I, I do a chore or yeah, send out a solid email, <laughs> you know that gets me a blue star. That's really you know? solid. <laughs> <laughs> really, really like how I ended that sentence. Yeah, strong. Boom. <laughs> Who ends it with a period? I ended with a gold Ex- star. That's yeah. what I do. Exclamation point. Take a picture of the star. Send it out. Yeah. Exactly. Let them know that you're crushing it. Now, <laughs> speaking of of getting merch, you have some ultimate merch, and that's a book. Yeah. Josh my, Condiment. My Congratulations. Friend. Thank you. Uh, it's very exciting. It's the the literary world moves at such a, its own pace. So my friend Joe Berkowitz and I wrote a book. And we're really psyched for it to come out. It comes out October 6th. It's available for pre-order now on like Amazon and stuff. Cool. And it's called You Blew It. And it's kind of a guide to how to ruin your life. It's uh, Yeah. That's that's the short of it. So so you've been... Uh, whose life have you been charting to determine this? Or, or is it um, honestly, your own? Or? Joe has been doing a lot more first person in there. But... You're like, I, I'm actually kind of doing all right. I'm doing okay. So, I mean, he's also doing okay, but yeah, we both yeah. had periods of driving our own stuff into the ground. So Gotcha. Yeah. So, it's just a lot of, like, not knowing how to do things or uh, – some. so, some of it is, is explicitly how to make things worse if you're into that. And some of it is, like, just a guideline of, like, here's why going home for Thanksgiving is always a nightmare from right. travel to yeah. uh, the meal itself to, uh, you know, just every, the every whole thing about – seeing people you grew up with just all that kind of stuff and then some of it is explicitly like uh here's how you ruin a job interview like if you <laughs> want to destroy your chance of getting a job here's how much you have to lie on your resume <laughs> like um 
there. So that, I've got so a question for you. Please. For first early job interviews. Yeah. How far have you stretched it? Have you thrown anything on there that uh, wasn't necessarily true? I don't. You don't seem like the kind of guy I, that would put something on there that's not true. I'm not. I I wouldn't say I put stuff on that's not true. I've definitely put on stuff that's not relevant. <laughs> that's like where I <laughs> like I would put on like cool stuff I've done, like fast food experience for like that. Yeah, you don't like, have a, you need to fill knows some how space. to juggle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right to fill the space. So it just be stuff. Right, fantastic bullshitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to work efficiently. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Any of that kind of stuff. I mean, like uh has opened Microsoft Excel <laughs> twice. <laughs> That's great. Familiar now um, with the X button. Yep. <laughs> That's a good button to be familiar it with. Is, it is. Uh, so ultimately what made you guys decide to put this in book form? Because you, you work in a lot of mediums. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I just like kind of smashing words together. And so any kind of thing. And it's, I think, well, I'd majored in fiction in college, and so there there was always kind of been that inkling of like writing a book being a goal. Mm-hmm. And we originally had been pitching around a uh, a fake pickup artist guide <laughs> that they just like we pitched it to a bunch of publishers who were kind of like, well, we it's very funny, but no one will buy it. So we kind of worked with a publisher uh, to figure out a book that we would want to write that would be really fun that they felt like they could, that was worth their investment so and, and like time and money so it was really nice we found like a really fun middle ground of like it's not um it's not that weird niche thing we wanted to do but it's also not uh like ha- you know like look at these belly buttons that are shaped like celebrities and it's wow. just like a bunch of pictures of belly buttons <laughs> that look like Channing Tatum's face or whatever <laughs> Are there that a lot what, of those? They are cutting book deals for people like that now. Uh, Channing Tatum. Tumblr pages and Instagram accounts. Channing Tatum is, is like a man-sized Audi, right? <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> solid and borderline cylindrical. <laughs> just, I've never heard him describe it that, but now I'll never un- be able to un-describe mm-hmm. him like uh, that. <laughs> all those people that are Audis, though, are like in heaven right now. You know, they're like, mm, I got a you know, Tatum Jr. down yeah, here. Yeah, a little, little CT. <laughs> C-Tates. C-Tates. All right, so... Uh, to catch everybody up real quick, uh, Josh Gonneman, obviously stand-up comedian, uh, writer, and now author. Um, True. You you were the creator of uh, one half of Modern Seinfeld. Yeah, which, that's me on Twitter. Yeah, which is is living in infant infancy not infancy right now because that would be infamy right now. It's an infamous. It's an infamous Twitter account. It's huge. People are always talking about it, and uh, and also you work for last week tonight with that's uh, true. John, with John Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. So I, what a I what a cool life you're living for man. that. It's really good. I have a very happy and fortunate life, and creatively, I get to do a lot of fun things, and it is. Uh, I'm really happy and lucky right now. I mean, I try not to say lucky because I feel like but you worked hard to get where you're. Yeah, at, and so, I, yeah. thank you. And I feel like it belittles like the work. And I, I don't want to do that, but I also want to acknowledge like lots of people work hard and yeah. I I have a better job than most people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like just a more fun job where I get more creative stuff than most people. Some of it's the right time, right place, you know, mm-hmm. got to be able to take advantage of those opportunities when they come across. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think right place, right time is a lot of it. Uh, but it's also like doing the work to because there there's a period of time when you're doing comedy that you aren't even allowed in the right places yeah this is true and it's always the wrong time (laughs) so you kind of like struggle through that and you're in the right place more often kind of waiting for the time and like making stuff in between so i I have a question for you before you get the gig at last week Mm um was there something you wanted really really bad and now obviously looking back had you got that thing you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now and you're like oh why did i want this silly 
thing so bad. I, you know, there's nothing that I think would have pulled me all the way off course, but there were definitely things that I was really intent upon that kind of didn't work out. And it was pretty, uh, it was pretty crushing at the time. It was a real bummer. And then, uh, this kind of like wiped that clean a little bit. Like there's still other things that I'm working on on my own time, stand up goals, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, other little writing projects, excuse me, but there were a couple things. I had had a late night set scheduled to do on a TV show and they bumped me cause my set was, uh, too dark for the network mm. they said. And, wow. and then the show stopped happening so that was Ooh, like a real bummer i kind of was, almost want to guess you can guess if you want go ahead late Matt. night show that yeah. stopped happening too dark for the network i'm going ferguson because cbs oh that's Ferguson's a good guess yeah, it too dark for the network is maybe a misdirect okay but that, okay. that was what i was told okay um gotcha. so who else had a, a late night show that that doesn't exist anymore uh craig kilborn <laughs> it was the Killborn Daily Show. Gondelman was like three years old when that happened. No, it was the Killborn Daily Show. It was the Killborn Daily Show. That's crazy. No, it was, uh, I had it worked out. And the, I feel like the longer it draws out, the worse I feel because yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the, uh, I like the person who showed it was, and I liked everyone involved on it very much. And, and it was um, W. Kamau Bell's show. Oh, yeah. No, oh. that's a great guest too, though. Yeah, Kamau Bell. Who I also yeah. like. The Pete yeah. Holmes show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Totally Biased was a great show. Yeah, man. I, I, I went and saw that live once and and it was just good it was cool vibes and i was very happy for kamal too getting the show mm-hmm. and all the writers on the show like hari kundabulu was yeah. a writer on Aparna. that show yep Maparna and Ancherla. and and so it was a cool it was a different outlet i thought and it, it was, was unfortunate great. it went away it was re- those correspondent pieces they did with the writers were so good too like they just had such uh they really let people kind of do their thing and like kamal did a really nice job bringing together like diverse voices mm-hmm. uh like the the thing that my maybe my favorite thing that i ever saw on that show was Dwayne kennedy's bit about being the second black major league baseball player <laughs> and just hating jackie robinson for getting there first it was so funny uh, you're just a trivia question yeah that's all you are your whole life yep and that was it it was i mean it's such a funny bit right because it's not like the salary was that great. No. <laughs> you know, you also were there, but right. you didn't get the notoriety. Right. And the salary definitely right. wasn't there. You're not, you're not making the money of, like, Kevin Love versus, right. versus LeBron James, you know, second best guy on <laughs> yeah. the team or whatever. Ooh, Kyrie uh, Irving's mad at you right now. I know he is. I should have said <laughs> Kyrie Irving. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right, so how did it all shake down? How did you wind up being involved with the show? Um, because at least when I first met you, I want to say I met you in Boston. Or were you born and raised in Boston? I'm or? from Boston. Yeah, yeah. And, and now you live in New York City. But I, I feel like I met you in Boston years ago. I forget when we met. Did you do the Altcom Festival? I when did that happened? Okay. Did you ever do? This is going to be delightful for the listeners. Yeah. Next did, ten minutes. You yeah, at the next roof, image of inside baseball Aspen over here. Comedy Festival. Yes. Your rooftop did it. Yes. Okay, okay. That's where we met okay. for sure. Gotcha. Uh, and that was like a year before I moved here, and then we stayed in touch. Gotcha. Um, that's it. Yep. That's the spot. We nailed it. So, how, how did you ultimately become involved with with last week tonight? Because um, obviously, it's a phenomenal show that has changed the landscape of how those type of sh- shows operate with. All the digital stuff well, that thanks. you're responsible That's, for. I got yeah. to I got to have a hand in that last year, which is really nice. So I got hired. So I'd applied 
I was applying for a bunch of late night shows, um, just kind of whenever someone would need a writer. In, usually in New York, I would do the packet. That's how it happens. You sure. get a, uh, yeah, the old packet. Yeah, you get like a list of submission materials that they want, and then I would submit them. And I did a little work for Billy on the Street that mm-hmm. uh, summer of 2013, and then was just kind of submitting. And some things got close, some things didn't get close. And I think I had the good fortune of like being submitting for this that was a pretty intensive packet uh for a pretty wide open show while they were looking for a bunch of people because the show didn't exist yet so i submitted submitted a second packet they asked for you know additional materials and eventually they called me in and said look we have a full writing staff but we know you have this digital experience would you uh want to do this job and i said sure and they really were super supportive and really like were psyched to hear my ideas for that stuff mm-hmm. and it was very fun it was a really fun year and then i ended up at the end of the of last season got moved over to write more for the show this year That's now incredible. i have a question about that like mainly because hbo is where john oliver lives obviously mm-hmm. hbo up until up until john Oliver's show was really let's say stingy about sharing its content outside of sure you know they they, they didn't put a lot of stuff online it was yeah, all that's about, a fair they, point. Didn't, they didn't open up like their go to uh just online and it was just that you had to have a subscription uh, for digital ca- for actual regular cable too. So like, mm-hmm. do you feel like that you helped usher that through? I mean, I, like you kind of did in a way. Well, I don't know. I think that it's what happened. To, uh, one of the things that made it easier is that I work for one of the two shows on HBO that's like topical content. Yeah, okay, and they're they're a little more, uh, they're a little less. Um, careful and guarded about what happens okay, with uh, okay. uh, real time with Bill Maher yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And they, they put a bunch of that online and that makes sense. I mean, it yeah. does. It definitely does because like, you know, it's almost, I don't want to say it's, it's not relevant after a couple of weeks, but at the same time, like it is, a, is a topical thing. But I, but I feel like even Bill Maher didn't, the, he's not seen as much as John Oliver, like Monday morning, a John Oliver clip is in my newsfeed minimum yeah, one it's time. Cr- it's crazy. It's insane how, how much these yeah. things are shared. It's, it's wild. It's yeah. um and people really latched on and I think kind of hit the ground with that. And it was like not something we'd expected and it wasn't yeah. necessarily the strategy. It just turned out that like we had these long pieces on the show mm. and it just seemed like to cut them up into slices would not really make sense. It probably wouldn't do them justice either. I, I definitely would. You definitely wouldn't get the whole story and the jokes wouldn't make sense. You know, there would be callbacks to stuff that you don't get. And um, so the network was very generous in allowing us to like post these whole things so that people could see from beginning to end instead of being like, what's that a reference to? Or like, why are they talking about that? Or so often the the payoff at the end of a story is something that's, you know, seated at the beginning. There will be a song or uh, something. And you can't just post that people it wouldn't make sense at all so they they were really cool about it and it that's great it, yeah i think it you gotta take more credit for that well thank you. i know <laughs> we josh here's why because see we got this trophy made for you yeah that's why here. yeah uh, you ushering in digital uh, yep, media di- into digital content for hbo <laughs> i'll take total credit for being the guy that made hbo the internet <laughs> exactly no uh, that's um, but thank you. I, I appreciate that. Cool. It well, was, well, it's deserved, It was man. neat to be a part of it, like to be kind of there from the beginning and kind of see how that progressed and that it's such a central part of how the show is uh, seems to be consumed. Yeah. Which 100%. is really neat. It's neat that like that 
people seem to look forward to it. Did, did it change the writing, the, the, the vibe of the writing over there? No. You know, so people are writing more segmented like that versus like whole pieces and say, hey, let me write this small little chunk because that'll be, you know, that could be taken out of context and, and used individually. I think it it just seemed like the direction the show was going was those long mm-hmm. pieces. Mm-hmm. And so like that's, um, it kind of, that got pushed a little longer and longer. And yeah. and then we we're like, oh, this this is this is what the show is. <laughs> sure. I, I do feel like that. I feel like like from the first episode, they like the pieces at the end, they they became a large chunk of the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they ever really did that in the, on the top. I remember the top. It was more of a, for lack of a better way to put it, a daily show structure. There was almost right. like these breaks and this and that and the other thing. So, the long form I think grew out of that. You know. And how fun is it being one of those guys in the in the photos? Like, like oh, whenever that's I used really to, fun. That's yeah. like the most fun. So the do you want to? I can explain. Yeah, no, please, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because whenever you hear like like when I would read the Onion as a kid, yeah. you know, I'd be like Area Man. Who's this yeah. Area Man? Or they'd yeah. show some random picture of yep. some dude. Yep. So somebody knows that dude in real yeah. life, and he's that's just exactly a what guy, it is, right? Okay. So there are a lot of like people referenced in jokes on the show that will appear in graphics over John's shoulder and. A lot of the time, it's people from the office. And so I've been in two. The first one was like so someone fun. intently playing video games on on a train. I think I was playing phone video games on a train. And then the last show we did, we're on a uh, brief break, and we come back September 13th. And the last one we did, it was um, me and, uh, and my friend Jason, who works in the graphics department. And we were a couple getting married, and we and a the baker had... Um, completed sex into our cake and so we were uh we were looking um a little we were looking dismayed because we knew that that had happened to the cake completed sex into our cake Uh, it's such a josh gondelman way to put that (laughs) (laughs) it's like even intercourse is too dirty yeah to come out of your mouth there was actually um i was talking with someone it might have even been my girlfriend i forget who it was about whether that joke implies that the man had sex with the cake or he finished a sex act onto the cake. <laughs> and and uh, the graphic doesn't give any indication of that. Right. It's not super gross. It's but fantastic. that became like, I was like, oh, I thought he had sex with the cake. And they're like, oh, I didn't get that from that joke. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> Different strokes, I guess, is the way that that saying is Literally. important. <laughs> well, congrats on all the success with the Thank show, you. man. It's really cool. And, and uh, every time I see your name or see you involved or whatever you're doing with the show, it just made me so happy, man. Oh, so I'm very so proud much. of you for That's that. That's really nice. So. And I, I appreciate that you've always been so kind to me and like had me on your show when I had not a ton going on career wise. We would come into, I think we talked the first time I went in was when my first album came out. Yeah, probably. We talked about yeah. That. Cool. Uh, yeah. So you had plenty of stuff to talk about yeah, back that then. Was you were doing fine, sure. man. You're totally. doing fine. I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next up, I, I guess real quick for, for the people that may not have heard, you know, one of our interviews in the past, sure. the whole, the whole modern Seinfeld thing has, has spawned obviously, other show you know other people mm-hmm. talking the voices of other shows and everything so so that whole phenomenon um and, and i and i feel like the last time we hung out you mentioned that you were you offered a book deal for we, that and then we, you ended up turning it down or what ultimately kind of happened talk sorry i didn't mean that no no it's all, it's all we'd here. kind of been in talks with some people about doing a book and they just wanted like a very one-to-one like yeah the tweets but a book and we didn't know even like we weren't getting like great answers about even like the legality of doing that as fair use. And yeah. it just kind of seemed like the kind of thing that w- wasn't going to be creatively fulfilling might not even be like legally possible. And we both had our own stuff going on. Like Jack right away after 
excuse me, after the Twitter account kind of took off, uh, Jack Moore, my co-author, immediately moved to L.A., and very quickly got a job writing for a sitcom. So he had his own stuff going on. I had, um, a, you know, just a bunch of other little freelance things going. And I was working on submitting for shows. So it was not a book project that, like, was... Su- and we and we pitched it as a Modern Seinfeld adjacent book. And they were like, no, 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 no. We just want the thing itself. Yeah. And we were like, well, we're giving that away for free. Why are we going to take people's money? Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes to show that that's actually very instinctually good thinking because uh, the Kim Kardashian, like, selfie book that, of, like, mm-hmm. lit- that, like, bombed. Because it was literally just photos of her tweets she was trying to sell to people. Yeah. It's, so it, it sounds sold, like it's... It sold kind of a lot, but, like, not a lot. Of, like, like, they were expecting it to sell significantly more than it did, from what I understand. Yeah. Did it like, become, like, a bestseller or anything like that? I don't know. I bet I it mean, you did. Don't, you I'm don't sure it did, much to I don't do think that. Yeah. it's much, but at the same time, it's the exact scenario you're talking about. Is mm-hmm. It's given away for free already. Why would someone buy something like that? Right. Too? Unless... And she's not creative in any certain in any way but i'm saying like you know it's good that you identify that the creative sure and it's i mean there are there is something to be said like <clears throat> i bet if kim kardashian had paired with a uh photographer right yeah. and was giving away like if whoever any Leibowitz, some name photographer yeah. and kim kardashian or some fashion designer and kim right. kardashian put out a book together of uh even selfies in a particular fashion or taken yeah. in with the staging of a photographer that could have people would have liked it but again if it was just like things people had already seen it's exactly what it tough. was yeah yeah it's, it's it's tough and it's it's good good instinct on your part for for not doing that well thank you I'm, it, I'm, I'm basically saying you're better than kim kardashian well i think bank accounts would beg <laughs> well, to bank differ account, maybe yeah. not but you know in, in life i i you're try winning. i try to be um non-judgmental about about the Kardashians because okay. I but okay. I'm, I don't mean that as a beratement okay. but I find it very difficult okay because they bring a lot of uh interest and joy to people like people I yeah okay and and so that's this is good. why Josh is the best because you see the good in everything but <laughs> I don't there's not much that they do that is of interest to me but I try right. not to judge yeah, just yeah, because yeah. of that like I don't um I yeah, I just don't know. Well, that's like that's basically like saying like if you don't like a certain genre of music, right. you're not going to shun it because yeah, that's someone else's exactly favorite thing. That's exactly someone it. else. It's like that I might get them to your music, and, and not right? even not even yeah. in a snobby way. I'm not saying it's like oh, One Direction, like that's music for children. Like I have I know adult men and women who are really into One Direction, sure. and you could just as easily say that about like any band that doesn't hit your ear right. Like you could say it about Pavement if yeah. people are like, oh well, I just don't I don't see why people. What are you, what like are you saying about Pavement, gentlemen? <laughs> I played that stuff at my high school graduation saying, party. Cover don't songs. go and cut your hair. <laughs> oh, let's <laughs> oh, see what you do. Wowie, wowie, zowie. You zoinked me, man. <laughs> uh, my favorite album, by the way. Love wowie, zowie. Is wowie, zowie? Yeah, I think pavement. That's my What about you? That's kind of... So, I'm not a huge pavement person, yeah. but I think I started with Slanted and Enchanted, and mm-hmm. it just, like, didn't do it for me in the way that people like it's brilliant mm-hmm. and yeah. then the later stuff i've heard i like a lot like wowie zowie sure. stuff i've liked yeah, a lot yeah. more yeah cool but i have like dumb ears i just like want <laughs> dumb i just ears. like want it to be like big and loud and fun and do, do you remember the first song that caught your ear like that you were like hey that's oh that's what a hook is I, yeah i'm totally first, into that i mean this this is like very indicative of my 
I would I would like to. Do you to need say a that, refill, by the no, way? No, no, no. I can I'm get fine. you more. Okay. Uh, I will just drink whatever water is put in front of me until I'm, I burst like a puppy. And it, what's it say on the front? I don't know. Someone gave me this Pee Wee Herman cup. It says, I know you are, it, but what am I? Oh, there it, it is. The yeah, Pee-wee classic. Herman. Yeah. New holiday special movie coming out. Are you excited about I am that? I'm excited about that. Coming to Netflix? I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Too. We gotta let him answer his question about it. Okay, yes. So, oh, about first sec. The music. The first music, because my parents are. My dad especially is a big classic rock fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like we would have probably the first song I remember, the first two songs I remember liking, but the, I it was also because they I think they had them on a cassette in the car was um And She Was by the Talking Heads. Nice. And great song. Yeah, and Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. So those are like the there first two songs I remember liking and and hearing and enjoying. But that might also just because I heard them so many times. But then my first music like adult music that I liked as a child was I think I got the Hootie and the Blowfish Cracked Rear View album. Everyone which, had that album. It was it and, sold it happened, 16 so like, million yeah, copies. Yeah, so like all of the copies. That and Everyone uh, had Alanis Morissette like, yeah, around yeah. the same time. Jagged Little Pill. Crazy record. numbers. Yeah, yeah. Numbers that are unfathomable. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, they're almost untouchable. In fact, Hootie and the Blow, Blowfish was my first ever concert. Wow. Mine too. And, and I learned how to play drums to that album. Like really? when I was teaching myself how to play drums, that Hootie and the Blowfish record That's was... That's great. Th- I... I think I'm glad. I'm glad that I was was sincere. I knew we about were that. the same. I knew it. No, but yeah, I'm, yes, I'm so glad so weird. to say so that. Weird, because sometimes people yeah. are like, "Oh, what an idiot!" I was like, "I was 10. Yeah, <laughs> listen, yeah, what do you want? It listen, was catchy. Everyone had that record. Yeah. Everyone had that record. And still, but did you love the record? That's dude. The singles were great. Yeah, the singles, singles, great were, singles. Still, on if I hear. Um, Time. Only want to be with you. Uh, yeah. It'll like you? cheer up my whole day. Yeah. Time. That's like the four time, time interview. One. Yeah. That okay. had the enormous album. Sure. Yeah. You Let can't... Her Cry was a single off Let of that. Cry. Yeah. That was like the dark song. Who's that got their dark. Who's got their phone closest? I'm curious. Let's take a stab. How many albums do you think that sold? Oh, it was. You think like 40 million? No. no I'm going to say high. 16. I, I'm thinking like 16? mid-teens. Yeah, 16 yeah, million. Yeah, because like the most, the biggest selling record of all time is like what, Michael Jackson's Thriller? And that's in the, the mid-20s. Oh, it, really? ACDC's that's it? Highway to Hell is it's up there. It's got to be bigger than Metallica's that. Metallica's Metallica, I think, is up there too. Eagles Greatest Hits Volume oh, Eagles 1 Greatest is Hits up is there. Like enormous. But they're all like mid-20s, okay. I think. Mid-20s, th- that's maybe a 30s. Lot. Yeah. yeah. You imagine selling that many books, how many paper cuts you'd be responsible oh, yeah. for? I'm glad that... I'm glad for that reason, if only that reason, that I will not sell 20 million books. <laughs> you you have the last name of the guy who's like the neighbor, you yeah. know, in the sitcom who's kind of, Mr. yeah. Mr. Furley. Okay, Gondelman. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the, the nerd. <laughs> yeah. The, the quirky next Sir, neighbor. can I come too? Yeah. <laughs> can it, Gondelman? <laughs> Oh, or like you locked out of your apartment again, Gondelman. <laughs> I, just, uh, I thought I was only going out for a second. The door closed behind me. What are you guys doing? You hanging out? Playing, yeah. playing in, some games? Hanging in high games? school. I can my, play ping pong too. My friends told me I had a great name for a boss to yell because it's like three <laughs> syllables and you Jetson? get hold. Gondelman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My buddy Matt said that all through high school. Oh, that's, that's and great. And I think it's man. true. I have an easy name to yell. So we, at least I know you as Josh Gondelman. Yeah. So at what stage was Josh? Joshua not a thing and then did you ever get to the point where you're like okay I'm an adult now I'm no longer Joey you know or, right, or right, Josh right. did you try going back to Joshua at any point I've were... always just been Josh and yeah. that's like what all my friends have called me and uh I mean sometimes it's just Gondolin but like yeah. that would be a hilarious one name <laughs> Gandhi for short you ever get Gandhi? I, I get Gandhi every once in a while uh-huh. it it cr- that crops up like every few years but doesn't usually stick right. uh where it's like a different person will call me that for like a few months every like four years right and then right. It, it it's like a, a very cyclical it's like a um 
like Haley's comment. No, that's too far. It's like El Nino. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it comes around. Why do we give those tropical storms names? It just ruins whoever's name, whoever has that name. It sure does. The, like the child. If, if you're Andrew, like Hurricane Andrew, like forever, every yeah. Andrew I knew, I was like, this guy's, you know, it's not guy's good. He's a dick. He's yeah. going to ruin everybody's grandparents' yeah. house. Yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> never thought of it that way. Yeah. I but as soon as you said El Nino, I just think of Chris Farley on SNL going, I'm El Nino Yo, Spanish the, for the Nino. Yeah, that's one of my favorite <laughs> right. characters. It was it was just, a great and then Ric Flair fights him, right? Isn't I that like the so. combination it, of that? Yeah, skin? I want to yeah. say it's like a either kind of like wrestling promos or something. Yeah, I think yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like a wrestling promo, and then an actual. I think actual Ric Flair, or or maybe it was Jim Brewer as Ric Flair came out and they started <laughs> fighting, which is like a really weird place to go, and I loved it. All right, if I had to take a stab at who Josh Gondelman's favorite WWF at the time sure. tag team would be. It's got to be the Rockers because they were so nice. Oh, I do. And the Rockers. Mine was Legion of Doom. Mine was Legion, was of, Doom Legion as well. of Doom. I think it's because of the shoulder pads. Wait, wait, hold on. No, Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. <laughs> Bushwhackers. <laughs> yeah. Bushwhackers. I was not a big WWF person. Growing okay. Up, oh. But I do. I've come around on the Rockers a little bit as an adult. My old roommates were like huge wrestling fans. Okay. And so. I would come home, uh, like even during the day, you know, because they were writers and comics. So mm. I would yeah. be hanging out and they got the WWE network. And so they could watch all the old All stuff. the on demand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, I would come home Monday nights from shows. And so stuff, it was Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, mm-hmm. I think was his name. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like wrestling is like like the kindred spirit of com- of comedy, like wrestlers and comedians. Like they, they draw a lot of parallels. Like. Yeah, I could see that, too. Definitely. You, you think so? More so the music? Music, what do you, what do you music. Maybe on the other side. Maybe like okay. if there if there's a line and one side is like the cool side and one side's the geeky side. Maybe wrestling's on the geeky side. Okay. And on the cool side. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I think and the com- per- and comedians walk right down the middle. Maybe I saying this without any thought at yeah, all. Okay. The the performance is more like wrestling. Okay. Um, but because it's scripted and yeah. Okay. I but gotcha. the job is more like. Music, music. Oh, and the prep is more like music. yeah, because late night and mm-hmm. hanging out. Okay, you're on stage, microphones. Yeah. I get that. That's cool. It's great. It's a great way to put it. Thank you. And you and I think in wrestling, it's like harder to have a following outside of that. Like you're in the business, right? Like yeah, when you're right, there aren't that many wrestlers that are well known outside of, of like the big. You could you could put things. One hand, how yeah, many wrestlers have for sure. And I, I'm not. Yeah. I, maybe I'm speaking uh, out of turn because I'm not a huge wrestling person. So maybe there, you know, maybe the there are a lot of more popular independent leagues that I don't. Well, no, I think about. you're. I think you're absolutely. I think it makes total sense. I mean, I'm not a huge wrestler wrestling fan either. But like you know, for every Rock or Hulk Hogan that breaks right. into the mainstream, or like John like, Cena, there's, there's dozens now, yeah. of like unknown guys or guys who are just popular within that world. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, I want to talk about I don't know this. How we got on topic of wrestling? I'm not a huge wrestling fan. We got there, man. We got there. That's we all that yeah, matters. All, it did. was probably my journey. fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's no. always my fault. No, we don't have to. It doesn't have to be about the destination. <laughs> so, Josh, um, when I first moved to New York City, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first comedy clubs I went to, just on, on name alone, was was Caroline's Comedy Club, yeah. right? Because I had heard about it. It was this legendary place where mm-hmm. these legendary people came from, and uh, it really. It was at that core, the center of that comedy boom that happened in the 80s. And now we're going through sort of this again. And uh, guess whose picture is going to be on the wall, right? Oh, yeah, that's exciting. It's pretty cool, man. Like uh, walking by, there's going to be a big poster of your head. 
Uh, yeah, for all these tourists, a lot you know, of to forehead check in. on that poster. <laughs> uh, that, so, yeah, that's really exciting. So I, I just want to plug your show. Thank you. Want to. You're, you're, no, I appreciate it. I'm I'm going to be there Wednesday, September 9th. So it's a week from uh, when we're recording this. Yeah, uh, yeah. September 9th at 7:30, and I'm headlining, which is like the first the first time. It is not like it is the first time I've headlined there, and it was very nice of them to offer to, to have me there for the night and I remember like it was kind of Caroline's was also the first place that I really felt like I was I could perform as a of a comedy of comedy clubs it was the first club in New York that I like kind of worked at semi-regularly oh, interesting. and okay. yeah Mike Kaplan had me open a show for him nice uh like very very soon after I moved here and it was really nice of him Boston sticking together love it I really I tried to do the same thing you know for Boston people and I have um a partner in Cherla is uh, on the show, and Maron Kagani, who I don't know if you know Maron, he's super, super, super funny, and he's he's been here for about a year from Boston, and he's just like a force on stage. He's incredibly funny, and so I try to do that. I think like a lot of the stuff I've learned about how to have a career, I learned from the Boston people ahead of me, specifically from Mike. Uh, and you know some John Fish, yeah. sure. um, Gary Gullman, and just to like see how they operate and go like oh, okay. And so the idea of um, booking, you know, booking people that you're like, th- I could book this person who's also my friend and might have, uh, you know, a little bit more of a draw or whatever. But I was like, no, you want you want to do you want to have the friend that like you can. It's a nice thing for them too. And, and so that's why I'm, I'm excited to have like Maron who. Uh, has been here for a year and is doing great. He was so he was on Last Comic Standing this season and was super super funny and like looked great, uh, just like was exactly himself. And I'm just like so happy that not only did he agree to do it, but I think it will be hopefully fun for him too. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Do we cool. think pound for pound Boston best city for comedy I feel e- like ever over time? I'm I'm just throwing it out there. I just feel like every time you turn around, someone new, exciting. I mean, that's like there's the, a, there's always a crop of guys coming from yeah. Boston. I mean, that's like the the you know Kobe Lebron argument or something. Sure. You know, it's there is. I mean, my all time favorite comedian, Stephen Wright's from Boston. Yeah. So I might you know I might say Boston. Yeah. You know, based on that alone. But uh, I don't know. It's a good. Co- I mean, you're part of this new crew that's come down from Boston and is dominating the scene now. And you guys are all. I'm <laughs> well, being serious. You guys are all on TV now. You're all writing on yeah, shows. Yeah, Mike's on AGT. You got Joe List oh, yeah. from Boston. Joe, who's, yeah, who's doing, he's on who's Last doing Comic, comic and has right his now. Half hour coming has out. A soon. Half hour coming out. I mean, it's you're, you're part of that, and I, I feel like at least what I felt when I went up to that first alternative comedy show that yeah. that happened up there. Um, you could feel that you could feel the vibe in the scene was obviously different from New York, mm-hmm. but I feel like it, like anything it was just a, a different pedigree. You know what I mean? A, well, in Boston you. versus versus here in it's, New York. I think um, my friend Kevin and I talk about how Boston kind of turns even like the kind of soft dweebs. Like I would consider myself kind of like a, a, a dweeb or a, like a, a twerp, but you kind of get like an edge to you that you don't necessarily get everywhere like just because the city is so uh hard and cranky and spiteful (laughs) and not the people necessarily but just the vibe of like everyone together wait did you get kicked out of boston because you're too nice i got kicked out of boston (laughs) i was like hey could i please be on this show and they were like get out (laughs) uh no but i i do i think that like you get kind of a hard edge and you learn um 
you learn how to do comedy that not only like that says what you want, but also functions like you can get in front of a crowd and like display competence over the crowd and and, like mastery over the form. And not that necessarily that's what I've achieved, but like someone like Mike is so uh, authentically himself on stage but also so finely tuned as a practitioner of comedy that it's like undeniable. And that's, that's what I learned to strive for rather than necessarily. I I think one way is just on one side, you're just like, I want to kill as hard as I can, regardless of what I have to do to get there. Right. And that's, that's one extreme. And the other extreme is like, what I do is art and I'm going to make exactly the kind of art that I want to present to people. And then somewhere in the, I think Boston is kind of dead center of like, it's a good way of putting it. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say what I want in a, in a way that like uh, the audience has to respond to a certain way. And that's what I strive for, for yeah. sure. You know, Tom Cotter spoke very, very kindly that similar to that too, where yeah. like there's Boston guys. It's just like, you know, like you got to kill, but at the same time, it's like you're learning the, you're learning comedy. You're learning how to do it. It's not, it's not some alt room somewhere where they'll give you a couple minutes. Like you, the crowd, yeah, you, like you got to do it. You know, the, I've described it this way before, but I forget to whom Nick's comedy stop in Boston mm-hmm. is like kind of the, the, maybe the oldest club that's still there. Okay. And it's like a you're the cruise director okay. of their good time and they want you but it's like a cruise director on a pirate ship okay so they want to okay. have fun right they want you to be in charge of what's yeah. going on and they want you to tell them like this is what's happening tonight but if you don't they are not having it <laughs> so it's like a very funny duality of like hey we want to be on your side but like Get us on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Just do it quick. It's like super yeah. passive aggressive. <laughs> it's, it's aggressive yeah. aggressive. <laughs> I don't think there's anything passive yeah. about no, that. It's like real, there's passive. like a real edge. And I like that. I like that <laughs> yeah. they're engaged. But that's you know? challenging. That, and that's why you guys are so great. You well, know, you come you. out of there so great because yeah, they challenge consistent. you. It's just yeah. so consistent. I just feel like, you know, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, Burr, you got Bobby, Dane, those guys all came down there. Mm-hmm. Patrice, Potter, Patrice from yeah. Boston. Then you got this next wave of guys. It's just like it's consistent. It's so consistent, Boston. Well, thank you. It's yeah. it's really yeah, it nice. Really I mean, is. Joe Joe List, you guys mentioned yeah, yeah. was like the first guy that I saw when I started, and was like, oh, that's like what I want to be doing. Yeah, and yeah. he's just so funny, and it's really nice. And there are a lot of people that are still there that like either have uh, families and mm. didn't want to uproot that or. Um, have been you know had lived here in LA and came back as a, a point a base in New England and it's still so strong so like when I go back I don't feel like I can coast you know what I yeah, mean like yeah, I don't yeah. when I go back and my friends I'm working with friends and they'll come out either j- to be on shows together or to see a show I'm doing like my friend John Sullivan who's like one of the funniest dudes ever uh and just great and he he gave me a ride i did a gig up in manchester new hampshire and i took a train up and had lunch with my parents and then we drove up together and i was like man i gotta be on point because sean's here and i've gotta like show him that i'm not that i'm still doing it i'm not like resting on old material yeah, yeah, yeah. or like getting soft and so i i i think that that's really nice too to have people that you're like like he's done he was on live at gotham on comedy central and has done all you know all sorts of festivals and uh and is based out of new england and you know uh works mostly around new england um but that doesn't mean he's not like 
great. You know what I mean? I, I think there's, that's like a real fallacy of New York and LA being the only places good comedy yeah. happens. Yeah, 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 you can live sure. anywhere nowadays. Yeah. Anywhere. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some great cities that are doing some great things as far as comedy is concerned. These yeah. I mean, the Den- those guys from Denver, the Grolix dudes, yeah. um, who I think... A couple of them are originally from New England, yeah. but they're so funny. <laughs> they're trying to blanket their roots. I'm te- no, I'm, I'm claiming <laughs> no, those guys. Yeah, those guys are straight up Denver. They yeah, call yeah. It Denver like it's no, no. They they rep Denver really they hard, and they they're good f- yeah. at it. And and they shot their show in L.A. And mm-hmm. I think like at least two of the three of those guys are like back in Denver. Well, Adam Adam went back to do the High Plains Comedy Festival right. With, right, Andy, right. with Andy uh, and, and those guys. I feel like Ben's always on the road with his ben, band uh, I feel and like stuff. Ben is, yeah. ben, I don't know if Ben lives anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's got a wife and kids. So yeah, he he's does. Got a, he's got a room he's, somewhere. He's yeah. great. Yeah, and yeah. he always, he'll, you know, you'll see him post on Twitter or Facebook about like taking his kid to see punk bands and yeah, stuff. And yeah, it's like yeah. so, like, man, what a swell thing that's like that, that's heart like burst with that pride, could be dad punk stuff now pride. yeah know, it's totally. yeah it's funny it's like ooh, i can get that in a onesie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah there's a great documentary called the other f word about punk rock front men and guys in punk rock bands mm-hmm. who've grown up become fathers so instead oh, of saying cool. oh, fascinating other, it's called the other f word is that on uh yeah it's stream? on netflix and like, okay, but cool. it's like it's like lars fredrickson from rancid who's mm-hmm. got like you know yeah. spiked hair a, 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 a foot above long. his head and sure. tattooed head to toe and like walking around the playground with like his kid about yeah. how like he terrifies the other parents and that's like, very funny you know and the guys from pennywise and like all those guys that have just kind of grown up and they're now dads it's great yeah, well, you, you get old no matter what you yeah. do. I, so. <laughs> um, but I love people that that rep their hometowns. Really yeah, hard. Great, I think yeah. that's really like. Yeah, Matt. Mark, yeah, Matt. <laughs> Wait, I'm what's saying this because yeah, Mark, Mark figures out a way to talk about Ohio at least twice a podcast. So, and I haven't you, done it yet. We're this just entire so no, podcast. We've we're just hit Ohio. a quota. We've just hit I'll, a quota. I'll do it. <laughs> Small town called Warren, Ohio. Okay. Uh, birthplace to the likes of what? I don't know. You say it every time, but I just tune it out. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll give you. I'll give you somebody new. Catherine Bach, the original Daisy Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Uh, director. The Black Keys are from out there. Akron. That's Akron. Yeah. Oh, man. sorry. Sorry. Get it together, it's all man. Tucky. Once you go past uh, about Christopher Columbus, the director. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Schaefer, creator of the League. On FX. I know, and Major League, like, changed your life because it Grohl. was out Cleveland and all My that hometown. stuff. Anyway, love Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I love people that no, rep their I, hometowns, I like that too. too. And I I love listen, it. I rep Jersey. I love Jersey. There That's you go. so vague. I, no, I, feel, I think the people that... <laughs> it's a state of mind, buddy. The people yeah, yeah. that claim Jersey claim it as a state, which is interesting. Yeah, it's it a whole like, thing. I, I don't know... Where the weak are killed and eaten. I don't Jersey. know too many people. Like, the people that I know that do it the hardest, are like Chris Gethard, is like, we'll shout out New Jersey in a way that's like... He, it's not like one city, which I kind of I think yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. kind of cool. We're unify, cause, yeah, because I don't claim Western Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm not like oh, so I went to see Tribe Called Quest. Wait, what what city were you born in? I was born in Stoneham, home okay. of Nancy Kerrigan, uh, <laughs> figure skating silver medalist, the most famous knee, in all uh, the most land. famous knee in sports. Um, her and RG three, uh, <laughs> right? She so I, which is like slightly northeast of Boston, okay. and. Uh, I went to see Tribe Called Quest in like 2007 nice. in Worcester, which is Central Mass. People yep. say Western Mass, if but that's like the way um, the way people refer to Westchester as like upstate. upstate You're like, yeah. no, yeah, it's yeah. not. So because Worcester <laughs> is like maybe halfway across the state. Let me guess, it was at the Palladium because it's the only thing in Worcester. It was at. <laughs> It, I think it was. There's also the Centrum, <laughs> oh, yes, which is yes, bigger. Yes, yes. And yes. I, I saw There's... Green Day there and the nice. Beastie Boys. Okay. Uh, but I saw Tribe at the Palladium. Okay. And 
they it was one of the funniest things because Q-Tip was like, "All right, y'all, it's been a while since we've been through here, so y'all are gonna. I want y'all to yell out what town you're from. Then I'm gonna yell it out, and y'all are gonna go crazy. So it was like a lot of people from Central Mass and yeah. like Western Mass. So someone would be like, Lemonster. And he would be like, is Lemonster in the house? And like four people would be like, I guess. Like, Sturbridge. Is Sturbridge in the house? That's amazing. It was like a really weird. How many towns did he go through? Like I think that. just three or four. Okay. And oh, then I think so he funny. hit on one that was like people from the city who had come out. So he's like, Roxbury. And people like, all right, <laughs> all right, the city. All right, good. That's two thirds of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. They, I think it was Sturbridge, Lemonster, and Holden or about something. Bolton, Mass. Is that <laughs> that, that, I didn't come up, but so it's the same genre. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, nice. I'm, that's I, I like that local. Like, yeah, this is where I'm from. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's just you, man. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. nobody. Flying solo, buddy. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Gondelman. Yeah, Gondelman. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> boss. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to be here, Gondelman. Thank you for having me. I appreciate me. it. It was, uh, it was a real pleasure. Let's, uh, let's plug the book again and how people can follow you on all the socials and, and anything else uh, you know, outside the Caroline's gig that you got coming up. Uh, sure. What do you want to let people know about? Let me it? run through it real quick. Uh, the book is called You Blew It. Um and it's by me Josh Gondelman and Joe Berkowitz we co-wrote it and that, Berkowitz and I knew that, he was involved we we sound like a, a Jewish cop team <laughs> um but we kvetch him if you can yeah <laughs> like that boom um oh, so man we so that comes out October sixth it's available on Amazon and Oyster which is for like Kindle and stuff mm-hmm. uh for pre-order now so you can you can get awesome. it now and if you pre-order uh, and you tweet about it or post any kind of posting that lets me know Instagram, I will email you a personal embarrassing secret. Oh. So far, I've done like 30. That's, that's amazing. Great. So that's pretty fun. Thank you. Are you going to run out of those secrets? Probably. You... Some of them are pretty sketchy. Um, <laughs> like some of them are like dubious. Uh, well, if it's supposed to be a secret, you can kind of recycle them. Hopefully. I know, but I'm yeah. trying to do a different one because I don't just want to like tell everyone the same secret right, and then have right. them catch me uh like fred flintstone who's out with wilma but also bowling <laughs> uh but the so that comes out the sixth we have a few so uh a few launch parties for that one in new york at powerhouse books uh in dumbo and that's on october 13th though nice. it's the week after because my girlfriend's book also comes out october 6th what? and her party is on the sixth. book competition so we pushed uh we pushed it a week um we're in Washington, D.C., October 12th at Kramer Books, and then in Brookline, Massachusetts, which is kind of inside of Boston, uh, on the 21st, October 21st at uh, Brookline Booksmith. Cool. And then Caroline's the 9th, uh, September 9th, and then follow me at Josh Gondelman. Uh, sorry for that lengthy plug. No, no, no it's, it's all great. good. And joshgondelman.com, right? Joshgondelman.com, yeah. <clears> and that's <throat> yep. like, uh, and I'm going to L.A. for a while and doing some shows out there. Nice. Uh, in two weeks. Yeah. So that's fun. It's awesome, man. Well, congrats on all the success. Uh, it's just exciting to hear you doing so well. Thank you. And uh, let everybody know at last week tonight. We love them. Thank you. We'll do. Send our send our love, if you will. And uh, Matt, love, any last love, questions love for straight from Warren, Ohio? Look, it, it might be the it might be the only time we get Gondelman here. You got you need anything else from this guy? No. Well, no thank you for we're coming. good. Thank you for having me. All right, cool. Well, Josh, always good to see you, man. Likewise. 
All right, that was Josh Connellman. I want to thank him for joining us on this edition of the Laugh Button Podcast. For Matt Kleinschmidt, I'm Mark Says Hi. Be sure to follow us on all the socials, at Mark yeah. Says Hi, at I Am Kleinschmidt, at the Laugh Button. That's Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Because we're doing contesting. Lewis Black and Kumail Nanjiani tickets. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, you want buddy. tickets? Yeah. What? Tickets? What? Yeah. Tickets? Okay, we got tickets for you. Yeah, uh, like us on Facebook as well, uh, the Laugh Button, and uh, you'll see all the posts there about these tickets that we're giving away. Yeah, so visit our web store too. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, Matt, uh, I think we're doing all right on on iTunes. It's not bad. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched. All right, till next time. Going.